Now, maybe it's because I'm a morning person, or maybe it's because breakfast is my favorite meal, or maybe it's because I'm a worrier and I don't sleep that well. But when Jesus says to Peter, come and have breakfast, I think this has got to be one of the most beautiful moments of our Lord's grace and love in all of Scripture. If you have ever spent the night pacing and worrying and burdened, then you know sometimes the morning can't come soon enough. And if you've ever sat up all night weeping over a decision that you've made or something you've said or the shame that you've done, then you know that sometimes the morning can't come soon enough. And you know something of what Peter was going through that night on the beach. We have to remember that this story comes at the very end of John's Gospel. A lot has happened. Peter had been named the leader of the church. He was called the rock, and Jesus would place his whole community upon him, and he had failed. He said he would lay down his life for Jesus, and he denied him three times. Peter must have hated himself for that failure. He must have been horrified at his own weakness. What a burden to carry. All those wonderful and challenging, meaningful days of following Jesus were over. Jesus had been at, Peter had been asked now to take the lead, but clearly he wasn't cut out for it. He didn't have what it took to be a child of the way, let alone a leader of the way. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't eat. He couldn't even look at the face of his friends. He was angry at himself and everyone else and the world. You know those times when it just keeps growing? His mind was racing with guilt and with shame. So in the middle of the night, he had to do something with his hands. He had to get up. And he said to his friends, I'm going fishing. Might as well return to his old life. Start picking up where he left off. Get busy with his hands. Get his mind on other things. And when the other disciples saw his despair, perhaps they were worried, as good friends would be. And what did they say to him? We're going with you. They go out in the sea, and you know what happens. Nothing. They catch nothing. Fishing was Peter's life work and training. He was trying to return to what he knew how to do, and he couldn't even get that right. This is a story about second chances. This is maybe the story about second chances. When Jesus says to those disciples, come and have breakfast, what he's saying to them in really, 
really saying to Peter is, can you leave the night behind, the worrying and the pacing, and look forward? Come here, Jesus says. The night is over. I love you. I trust you. Let's start again. There's not a single one of us who doesn't at one time or another need to be recommissioned. This is often called Peter's recommissioning. At his lowest and his weakest moment, Jesus appears to him and asked him again, okay, I'm asking you one more time, will you be the leader of my church? Will you tend people and heal people and love those who are in need, the ones I love the most? Jesus offers him a good breakfast, and with a meal on the beach, he says, I love you. Let's get going. I found myself really wanting to lift up this passage, this morning passage, now in the evening here. As it's getting darker and darker, and all of us are heading toward bed, (laughs) heading toward that time when the willies start coming out and all the ruminations and all the rumblings and all the voices start coming to remind us that we're broken. Why did I say that? Why didn't I show up? I thought I could do it and I couldn't. When I was in seminary, I had two jobs to help me get through seminary. One, I was a waitress, and the other job was I worked at Crate and Barrel. I was a um, salesperson at Crate and Barrel, and I loved that job. And there was this very special place in Crate and Barrel. It was a back room on the bottom floor, and it was called the Stickle Room. Stickle Room. Shtickle is a Yiddish word that means broken, but still of good use. And that room was packed with everything that had a little stain on it, or a little tear, or a little chip, or the wrong color, or whatever. And here's what would happen. If you were a salesperson at Crate and Barrel, and you had a really bad day, or a really good day, or you had dealt with a really bad customer, at some point during the day, the manager might come up to you and she would say, why don't you head to the shtickle room? (laughs) And it's like, that just made your day. It's because you knew at the end of the day you were going to go back into the shtickle room and you were going to, like, you just got to pick out anything. You got to pick out the glass pitcher and the coffee maker. There was furniture in there. And so you would pick it out and you'd gather it all together and then you'd call the manager and you'd show her your pile. And she'd take a look at it and she'd say, 25 cents. <laughs> really? And you'd pay your 25 cents. I'm telling you, I still have a shtickle chair in my house. I have pitchers and bowls and plates. Shtickle. 
broken but still of good use. They are still going strong in my house. Peter was shtickle. He was broken, he was imperfect, that's for sure. But Jesus knew his good use and his good value. Do you comprehend the depth and the breadth of God's love for you? I know I can't. I can barely imagine it. With some of the things I've done in my life, some of the things I should have and haven't done in my life, I can barely imagine it. Do you know the poem by Mary Oliver called, I Worried? It's one of my favorites. I worried a lot. Will the garden grow? Will the rivers flow in the right direction? Will the earth turn as it, as it was taught? And if not, how shall I correct it? Was I right? Was I wrong? Will I be forgiven? Can I do better? Will I ever be able to sing? Even the sparrows can do it, and I'm, well, hopeless. Is my eyesight fading, or am I just imagining it? Am I going to get rheumatism, lockjaw, dementia? Finally, I saw that worrying had come to nothing, and I gave it up. And I took my old body and went out into the morning and sang. What if every evening we could truly give our lives to God? Give over all that keeps us awake and place it into God's care. And what if every breakfast were a sacrament, an Easter sacrament in which Jesus proclaims, not us, Jesus proclaims, I am more concerned about your future than your past. I love you. I trust you. Let's eat something and get on with it. I love you. I trust you. Let's eat something and get on with it. Amen. Amen.